The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I found this dad on Instagram. Instagram Reels, okay? He calls himself the Tidy Dad. Let me say that again. The Tidy Dad. I was pulled into his Instagram Reels because, yeah, he was tidying up. He was teaching people how to tidy up. He was tidying up when kids were running all around him. But he said something. He insinuated something. He hinted at something. It made me lean in. What he was doing made his brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. What is up, y'all? Welcome to today's episode of Happy Brain. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. This show is about mental health, but it's about fun, quirky, unique, interesting ways to make that brain of yours happy. I'm excited about today's episode because this one's different. This one's different, y'all. I think this is episode like 30-ish. Thanks for hanging around us, y'all. It's been such a joy. I have loved every single second of this. And you're really going to like today's episode because you might be like, I ain't in the mood to tidy my house. Listen, I'm with you. I'm with you. But this dad is about to unpack some stuff for us that you are just not ready for. I promise you. But before we get started, if you have not done so yet, I invite you to hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this. If you are into the mental health game, but want to have a little bit of fun while you talk about it, that's what we are here for. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And I also want to give a huge, huge shout out to Chris de Brazil. It says, I love the app. This app is fun to listen to. I listen to in the morning as I am in the kitchen making my lunch for my work day. That's so cool. What you making for lunch? Heather is very good at hosting this talk show. She's intelligent. Oh, wow. Well, dang. I like it. See, I'm reading this for the first time with you. I don't look at these before. I just read them. So. It's making me feel good. Thank you, Chris Brzee. She's intelligent and pretty comical also. <laughs> I don't know why they laugh. You're pretty comical. That's like, I get that a lot. Like people are like, yeah, you're, you're a little humorous. I'm like, thanks. And the app does help, quote, lift me and make me feel happy. Oh, that's so cool, Chris. Thanks so much for taking a second to leave that review. And I really hope that you're making an awesome lunch today. I love lunch. I love lunch. I love breakfast and I love dinners. But listen, if you have not done so yet, leave us a review. I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. But let's go ahead and get into this tidying for mental health. I connected with the Tidy Dad over at thetinydad.com and at Tiny Dad over on the IG. And he was talking a little bit about mental health and the power of tidying. Why tidying? 
Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm known as Tidy Dad. And I am a promoter, I like to say, of tidy, simple, and joyful living. And it really came from my own sort of mental breakdown that I'll say about three years ago. I came to the point in my life where I was no longer happy living this like straight-lined career trajectory and really this life trajectory that was focused on presenting to the outside world that I was competent, successful, you know, really doing everything that I thought I was supposed to be doing. I was putting on this facade um, that Everything was okay personally and professionally, but I came to this breaking point where, you know, I couldn't really do that anymore. I had to admit to myself and to my wife and to my employer that I needed to take leave, that I needed to step back a little bit and reevaluate really where my life was heading. One of the the biggest decisions that I made was to step down from my job as a school administrator, to take leave, to spend time with my family. I ultimately decided to return to teaching, which was my true like vocational passion. But in the process, I worked on tidying up my life. And part of that was tidying our physical space. The other part was spending a solid three years in therapy, really understanding my motivation and desire to pursue things really with the goal of pleasing others and trying to help and support others without thinking about my own mental health and well-being. So Tidy Dad is really the expression of me and my journey of tidying up my life, tidying up, as I said, my vocation, but also my physical space and also my mental health and trying to pursue a life that is more simple and joyful and grounded in this belief that I really have just enough. That's a phrase that I like to to use a lot, which is I don't need more. I don't need to pursue more money, more external affirmation, more positional power. Like I really do have just enough. And that's really a powerful way to live. It's a powerful orientation. Powerful, right? It kind of reminded me of this quote that I recently read from Ralph Waldo Emerson. It says, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. I'm going to read that again for the people in the back. To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Yeah. And I really felt like, you know, I had my parents divorced when I was a kid. Um, They divorced when I was in eighth grade. And I felt for a long time, like I was the only one in my sort of position. I didn't have any friends at the time whose parents were divorced. And I felt sort of like the black swan. Um, You know, I felt like I didn't fit in. And so what I did from the time I was in early high school on was to show people that I was okay and try to prove to others that I was still successful by checking off all of the boxes that you feel like you should. I tried to be the best student that I could in high school. You know, I went to college and I graduated. I became a teacher. I became teacher of the year, my second year of teaching. I I treated it like a pageant and it was a pageant that I was going to win. And I did win that pageant. I wanted to go to graduate school and I thought I'm going to go to the best graduate school that I possibly could. 
So I applied to Columbia University in New York City. I got accepted. So my wife and I, we moved to New York. I went to school part-time. I taught full-time. I was balancing all of that. And then I became a dad and I was like, you know what? The way to make more money in education is to move into administration. So that's what I'm going to do because I need to financially provide more for my family. Even though that meant I was giving up family time, I was taking on more responsibilities. I thought, you know, I can manage working 12 to 14 hours per day because I have to prove to people that I'm helpful and confident and competent in what it is that I do. But then I reached the breaking point. I was walking to school one day and I was standing at the crosswalk and I literally thought to myself, and I had a, you know, a, it was when my second daughter was born. So I had the two kids at home and I thought it might be easier to just walk like into traffic right now. And just like, th there's just too much, pre there's too much going on. And that was the wake up call. And I spoke to my wife and I was like, something has to change. And she was so supportive, obviously, of me, you know, like taking the steps that I needed to, to begin that process of tidying up my life. And like I said, I really recognized that I was doing things for the sake of others and completely ignoring, you know, that like heart that was inside of me of what I really wanted to do and what truly brought like joy and happiness. Hmm. There's so much symbolism and, you know, you're talking about physically tidying up your house and tidying up your life. What is the underlying theme? What's really happening there when we begin to tidy? Tidying. I mean, the process of tidying, first you have to unearth like the mess and the underlying causes of that mess. So like in our physical space, you can buy all the beautiful organizing bins you want, but it doesn't actually hold or actually deal with that underlying mess. We can't just stuff things away. And so tidying is really the process of like bringing everything out and then starting to bring order to that mess. And so with our apartment, I was a great stuffer away of things behind closed doors um, between my closet or drawers. When people walked into our home, it looked very tidy. But when you opened any sort of cabinet, it was a mess or any sort of closet. And the same was true for my personal life, that people thought I was very successful and that I was doing everything that I wanted to do. But yet deep down, you know, I was miserable and crumbling inside. So what I like to tell people is that, you know, the process of tidying your physical space or the process of tidying your personal life, you know, starts with bringing out that mess. You have to open everything up. You have to empty all of the drawers and then you have to sit with the mess. Like you're not, I'm not looking for, like I said, those like beautiful organizers to like, or those bins to just start to stuff things away again. It's like, we really have to sit with the mess and then develop a plan for like what to do. And sometimes that means like purging and getting rid of things. We got rid of a lot of possessions in our home that no longer served a purpose for us. And in my professional life, I decided that that promotion that I had taken was no longer serving a purpose. So I had to admit, I don't want to do this. And I had to get rid of that, that job responsibility um, and go back to what my actual love was. So there's so many parallels to tidying our physical space and our mental space, but it really does start with 
dumping everything out, seeing what that big mess is, and then developing a plan for what to actually do with it. You have to sit with the mess. I told you guys, y'all weren't ready for this. This He is bringing it home today. I felt like I was having a little bit of mental health church. You have to sit with the mess. But sometimes that feels super overwhelming, right? Like metaphorically and also too practically. Let's, you know, use tidying as a metaphor. You know, you're sitting literally within the mess of all of your stuff. And sometimes you just don't even want to approach it because it's so overwhelming. It seems daunting. Yeah. And I think that for me, um, I actually started with my like personal possessions and I started with my clothing because for so long I had focused on everyone else around me. I mean, as a teacher and as a school administrator, my job is to deal with and manage the problems that other people have. I'm in like a very, I'm in a helping profession where it's my job to like sort out with the kid what's going on in the classroom or try to come up with a new, you know, like way to approach the learning. And the same with being a dad. Like I'm constantly, you know, sort of trying to meet the needs of all the individual kids without, you know, thinking about myself. We flipped bedrooms with our girls. Um, We gave them our larger bedroom. We took the smaller bedroom. And so my first task was, I had to get all of my clothing to fit inside my 14-inch closet. And that was really like a metaphor for other things. But I had to look at all of my clothing, actually determine like what sort of brought joy, what did I like, what did I not like, and make decisions about what I was going to keep in order to fit it into that 14-inch closet. And to this day, it's been three years. I've maintained my wardrobe. I've maintained my closet. I am not a minimalist, but... Knowing that I was able to get all of my things in that 14-inch closet just brings me so much joy. And so when people talk about where do I get started, do not start with other people's things. Start with your own. Don't start in the kitchen. Don't start with kids' toys. Literally just go to your closet and say, I'm going to empty everything out. I'm going to see what do I actually have? What brings joy? What doesn't bring joy? Um, and how can I develop a space for myself that feels really good and that is efficient and organized so that I'm better set up for whatever it is that when I, what I want to do throughout my day. It starts with you. It starts with you. What a powerful, powerful message. I had to ask Tyler, how has this made your brain happy? It's made my brain happy, even just using the example of my closet, um, to know that everything has a place and to know where to go to, to look for something just has brought order, but it's also eliminated like the mental headache and also just the feeling of overwhelm and exhaustion when I walk into and open up my little tiny closet because I'm a dad with three kids. There's six and under. We have messes in our home. It is, you know, it's a beautiful space, but it is a chaotic space. There are messes all the time. But even in the midst of all the messes that are going on, I can walk to my little closet and I can open it up and it gives me this sense of just like joy because I can see in the midst of this chaos, this little bitty place that has order. I know where everything is and it's my little sanctuary. And so that's what's nice is that in the midst of the craziness of life, you know, my little closet does bring some joy because I know where everything is. Big, big thank you to Tyler Moore, also known as Tidy Dad. All of his links are in the show notes at Tiny 
dad. And I had to ask him, is there anything else that you want to say about tidying up for mental health that I did not ask you? I think the biggest thing with tidying is that it can feel like a very overwhelming process because you don't know where to start. And the reality is, is that you can start small. We can all find little ways to tidy up our spaces, whether it be one drawer or whether it be one closet, but starting small and then celebrating what it is that you've accomplished is so important. Start small, celebrate what you have accomplished. So whether that is hanging upside down, not working out, doing some Vilpa, or tidying up your home, I encourage you to take some time for yourself today, my friends, and make that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.